0: So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 142 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast, part one. So this is going to be a two-parter. Um, we have Allison Carter, the amazing Allison Carter, and we had such a long conversation that we were like, oh, shit. This is way too long for one episode, so we're going to split this up into two episodes. (laughs) On this episode, this is a great episode because um, Allison is someone who, again, I actually worked with her last year. I helped her with her product-based business with strategy. And then when she was launching her PR mastermind this year, I was like, okay, I'm in. Um, And then she hosted the ultimate product party, which was her amazing event with Kat from Kitty Mouth Boutique. And I was one of the keynote speakers. So I've gotten to know her um, quite well over the past year or maybe a year and a half. And she's just amazing. She's someone who is so great with ideas and she just she's just awesome. So that's all I'm going to say. She's amazing. Um, her official like bio is she is your new bestie and fun biz coach. I help small businesses scale and gain massive visibility and credibility through simple PR and marketing strategies. She can help you get your stuff in front of the right eyes to increase your sales. And sh- her motto is your life, your biz, you make the rules. And I just love that so much because I really feel like And I have a few episodes that I've talked about this a lot in the past few months. I really feel like since October, I've kind of been like leaning into this new side of my business where I'm kind of like, I don't want to be put in a box anymore. I don't want to have to do things if I don't want to do them. It's my business. I can create it around the life that I want. And on my birthday, I made a post where I basically said, look, I want to make the most money in my business um, this year and I want to work the least amount of hours and I also want to have the most fun. And so I'm putting that to the test and I'm trying to only do things that light me up, learn how to say no, learn how to say boundaries. And I think Allison uh, does a great job of of things like that. Like she truly embodies the whole it's your life. It's your business. You can make the rules. So I'm super excited about this episode. We talk on so again. that's a part one and part two. The first one we're going to focus a little bit more on just showing up authentically online. So showing your, sharing your story, how your story will help people eventually buy from you, essentially, and by not sharing your story, how it, it may lead to people not buying from you. So we p- talk about that, and then we dive into PR, like PR pitching, pitching to the media, what to do, what not to do. So over the course of the two episodes, you will get some really, really, really awesome tips. And Allison has been featured in, you know, like Martha Stewart, and i um, actually scrolling through her website really quick to see what else. So she's been featured in Forbes, Oprah Magazine, Real Simple, Martha Stewart, BuzzFeed, um, Mingle, CNN, New Day, Northwest, and I don't know if I said Better Home and Garden. So, you know, she obviously can, um, what's the expression like walk the walk, walk the talk? I don't know what it's called. Anyway, um and then she has um a bunch of like things that she offers um a pitch Uh, membership and things like that. So anywho, let's dive into it. This is going to be an awesome episode, but definitely tune in to obviously part one and then tune in to part two next week, because you'll hear on part two, um, some of the mistakes that people make when pitching to the media. And she's going to give you some really awesome, like tangible things that you can implement that will help you get media um, features, but also just like how to do it in a way that's very authentic and not sleazy. So amazing episode. You're going to grab a huge glass of wine for this one. Well, hello, Allison. Long time no talk.
1: <laughs> I'm on
0: the pod, and I'm very excited to finally get my
1: invitation. No, I invited you a while ago, oh, didn't I'm I? I'm kidding. I'm sure I did. I'm you just ghosted <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm very busy. I haven't got all
0: day. Okay. <laughs> all right. Before we talk about like podcasting or not podcasting, um, pitching and lots of fun things, tell everyone who you are if they don't already know.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, we're going to talk about pitching today. We're going to talk about some visibility, getting these businesses in front of more eyeballs, and increasing that traffic and all that fun stuff. So, um, my name is Alison Carter. I own a business called Alison Carter Celebrates, and I really help creative entrepreneurs get in front of those ideal customers and clients and audience members and really tone their messaging and their story ideas and what they have to offer with their products and their expertise and crafting it in a way that makes sense. And that serves. And a lot of that do- is done through pitching. So I really help with visibility and building credibility and in turn, a really awesome ride or die audience that's totally bought into you through trust. Um, and I help get media features and gift guides and all that fun stuff that sounds really fancy and intimidating, but I promise it is not. And There's this huge strategy um, out there when it comes to pitching and PR and visibility that people just aren't tapping into. And so I Mm -hmm. get to swoop in and be that fun little bestie that gets to be next to your side, cheering you on helping you write those pitches and getting in front of the right audience at the right time. So you can build your business and not play the social media algorithm game day day after day after day after day.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Um, A lot of things to unpack. And I feel like, too, just if, if you aren't following Allison on um, Instagram, definitely, obviously, we'll link your handle. But I feel like you are definitely someone who... You just have like this little gift of like showing up authentically and like not being annoying. Does that make sense? Like, you always talk about like your Bravo things and margaritas and like kid things, but it's like not annoying. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, I want to go and hang out with this person because she sounds really fun. And I think so many of us took me a long time to be able to just post we've had a lot of conversations. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's taken me a long time to share more like personal things, not just like, yeah. I only talk about business. That's all I talk about. Mm-hmm. Or my dogs, mm-hmm. which are featured on my Instagram constantly. Yeah. But like, yeah, I feel like you do such a good job of showing up authentically. And I'm what I was trying to say was like, a lot of people struggle with that, because they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, no, people don't care about what I ate today. Or like, they don't care mm-hmm. about like, that I hate wearing socks, which I hate wearing yeah. socks, um, like they <laughs> um, don't fun fact. <laughs> yes. fun. Fa- I have a lot of weird fun facts, but like, they, but like, that's the stuff that people actually like. And like, I'm sure oh. you can attest to this. Like you post a reel on Instagram or you post like a static image or carousel mm-hmm. and like, you mm-hmm. know, you might get like two likes, <laughs> mm-hmm. but then you post something stupid about like what you ate for breakfast or yeah something random that isn't business and you get like 20 comments people message you like oh my god i did the same thing and it's like Mm -hmm. because people don't want to just like always be sold to and like you are Mm -hmm. a person and when we're trying to be a brand not a business differentiate ourselves from amazon like we have to show our like personality and like show those behind the scenes so i just want to give kudos to you because i think you do such a good job of like just being authentic being yourself showing up But then also like, oh yeah, I like this, but I also can help you with your business in a really good way. And that, well, there's power in that because,
1: Mm -hmm. well, thank you one. Um, It is intentional and not, because also like how I am on the internet is how I am in real life. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to like, I am an open book. I tell too much. I'm the queen of the TMI. Like that's just how I am in normal life. (laughs) And I have, like, I love being among the people. That's where my favorite place is. And so I am an entrepreneur. I am a mom. I'm in my house and I don't leave my house unless I go on a walk or like go to the store or whatever, like hang up friends. So I'm like, okay, well, the internet, (laughs) those are my friends during the day because nobody else here is ready to talk to me. And every time I bug my husband to talk to me, he's like, Oh my God, I'm on a call. Like you're now in the background of my call. No, I cannot hang out with you. Go talk to your internet friends. So I'm like, okay, let's go talk to my internet. So, but there's power in that because Oh my gosh. The reason why people resonate with the thing that has nothing to do with your business. And it all goes down to relatability. And yeah. the thing that if you are in my community, and if you have worked with me in any capacity, it, you will know the two words that I drive home and beat everybody over the head with a big giant ass stick with, and those are relevancy and relatability. Like hands down you have to show up relatable and you have Mm -hmm. to show up as relevant like she's talking about something that matters that is on my radar or that I'm interested in and oh she's relatable like she also is you know trying to not eat dairy but then here she is like stuffing her face with peanut butter cups like relatable like or here she's like (laughs) she loves her kids and her kids are always around but she also like doesn't want to hang out with them all the time same like That is that, that fostering that community and their people really do not consider the amount of trust and the impact of that trust that that really does create. And so when you see product is the biggest person, people that have the hardest time with this Mm -hmm. because product-based businesses feel like their product can just speak for themselves. And we see it with website after website, after website. The amount of people, so you, everyone on the the podcast has heard about Ultimate Product Party because if Carrie was a speaker, she speak next year, like she talked about it, everything. I'm one of the co-hosts of that event for product-based businesses. We're reaching out to so many companies for sponsorships and different things. And I care about their story. So mm-hmm. when I'm reaching out to these brands to figure out if they're gonna be in alignment. Yeah, their juice is cool or oh I like their skincare, whatever. The first thing I'm going to on their website is they're about because I want to know, are you a female on company? Where are you just some like old man from Ohio like Jax with the Victoria's Secret song? Like, <laughs> are you alive? Or are you like, <laughs> are you one of my crew? Like yeah. I want to know your story. <laughs> and so the P so many of these products website that I am going to mm-hmm. their story is nowhere. And yeah. I'm like, well, I want to know it. I want to know who you are. How'd you think of this? Like, how is it differentiating? What were you doing when you thought of this product? Because they're missing a massive relatability, like mm-hmm. b- uh, play when it comes to their audience. And a lot of the, you know, we see the gap, like who cares about the gap? I don't need to know their story. Like I already know how they're impact yeah. or whatever, but like gap at the beginning, you probably wanted to know the story. Nordstrom, most people, I don't know, we're Seattle chicks. So we know the story of Nordstrom and how it originated in Seattle from a tiny shoe store that my grandparents went to. Like, so my grandparents went to the shoe store that uh, Nordstrom like came from. And now Nordstrom's like freaking giant, but it didn't used to be. It used to be a mm-hmm. tiny shoe store. So when you're looking at your product-based business, and you're thinking, well, people don't know, need to know about me. People yeah. don't need to know about my story, about what my interest is, because they just want to come to my Instagram or my website and see the catalog. They no. actually don't because no. your catalog is no different than Susie Q's catalog down the street. Like, so I, I need, I want to know what you're the differentiator of and a small business story matters. And that's what sets yourself apart. So you're not building that trust in just a simple way of your own audience, let alone are what we're talking about with a bigger audience of people that really don't know you. That's, it's just a huge miss. And it's something that I'm hugely passionate about in really working with some of these creative businesses and pulling that out of them and getting them out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. to show up. And you are a testament of that. When we started working together, you were like, and I'm like, you are funny. You are way more like personable and relatable and silly and and crazy. (laughs) And like, you're so you are such a fun girl. And that is not translating in your content in your branding in the way that you're showing up on social media and you have like totally come out even on the podcast Mm -hmm. and the type of shows that you've like implemented the topics like that has really been making a difference and it's been making a difference in the people that they're then attracted to you because that's Mm -hmm. showing up and that's that's bringing people that are much more aligned And that's the goal. You want those aligned customers because those aligned customers will go with you throughout your journey as a business owner. So they're going to, you know, buy your product and then they're going to continue buying your product. Like that's how it works. You want to sell to the people that know you and love you because they'll keep buying from you. And that's a hell of a lot easier than continuing to go more and more and more and more and more.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. there's So much to unpack there.
1: We're just going to unpack all kinds of suitcases today. Apparently, Um, like, where are we going?
0: I mean, I like so much of what you say is so relevant because like I'm just thinking literally on so many of my we both launched membership programs. Did you launch yours in June or July? Or whatever. I don't know that we launched memberships this summer. Um, So we can talk about your membership. Definitely on the call or on the pod. I cannot talk today. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So much of what you say is true. And I was just thinking about literally like. I launched my membership in June and most of the conversations I'm having on our group calls are about like, okay, your website is just like, I feel like I'm looking at like an Amazon page. There's no, there's no personality in the website, uh, in your copy. There's no fun product photos. There's no about us page. There's no like founder story. And I was like, that's what people care about. And Mm -hmm. I have a few episodes on my podcast where I talk about like Go, discovering a brand, going to the website, learning about their story and who founded the company or whatever, and like mm-hmm. instantly buying something. Because mm-hmm. I've... And, and, oh my gosh, and from the UPP event,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Chris, Crystalline? Yeah. Crystalyn. Crystalyn. Uh, yep. Yes. And I'm wearing her earrings right now. So at She's the good. Ultimate Product Party, her keynote was about storytelling. And yep. I went from not even... And this is no... I just was busy doing my own thing. I wasn't looking at the vendors. She told her story about, you know, her company and her husband and her husband died. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm crying. But also like, oh, my God, I'm buying from you. Not because I was like, oh, I feel so I do feel bad for her. But it was more the way she shared her story. And like Mm -hmm. you just connect with that as a as a human level. And I literally went over and I bought like five hundred dollar earrings without batting Mm -hmm. an eye. Like totally. that is how you fucking sell your product. It's not about the yeah. product. It's like the transformation, the story, da, 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 But when you have a human or like an emotional connection to that mm-hmm. person's brand, you will buy mm-hmm. from them.
1: Totally. So with Chris you just using her as an example, I've known her for um, years. So I've known her story. She was on my podcast when I posted a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've connected with her multiple times throughout the year. So I knew her story and I knew that it was going to be an impactful story. What I did not know is what she was going to do with picking people from the audience and talking about the connection she made with them and the stories that she Mm -hmm. learned from them, which was major. Um, second part, I was very nervous to have her be a vendor at the marketplace because her, she is a high luxury brand jewelry. And I didn't know that how successful she was going to be. And I believe in her product and her brand so much, but the price point Mm -hmm. for an in-person event vendor booth made me nervous. And I wanted her to be successful. And we talked about it and everything. And she was like, let's just give it a go. And so I was like, okay, great. Yeah. She sales here and there, people were coming up. I think people were seeing a price take and they were getting nervous. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to buy a necklace for sure. Like, and then, so we were like, there was, the, and she wasn't coming up to us like worried or anything, but yeah. the second she got off that stage line around the corner, she oh sold yep. thousands of dollars in that last 30 minutes. Yeah, like that. And we were I was shoes off eyelashes ripped off <laughs> running around the venue trying to tear down Chris Lynn still packing up orders with all the people that were at her table mm. waiting to get a piece of jewelry buying a piece yeah. of jewelry for a gift like, yeah. and she was the last one out of that venue. And we were like, tick tock lady, like we're paying by the minute, like, <laughs> buy it on the street, like, let's go venues closing down but she so she ended up the ending keynote and boom sails out the door because she was God. so insanely authentic with her story she let people mm-hmm. in she showed up very relatable and yeah. she was giving them relevant content that they could apply to their business and how they tell their stories or how they connect and make a relationship from somebody they met at ultimate product party what could that relationship build on in the future to build both of your business and so she knocked it out of the park to get exactly what she needed to do and yep. clearly worked for her in terms of sales.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, I i don't think I've ever felt so compelled to go and buy something.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it mm-hmm. was
0: like a, like a visceral reaction. Like you just like I knew there. OK, it's not if I'm going to buy it's what am I going to buy? You know, and yeah. like, again, I didn't ask her how much it was. I just said, oh, I like I'll take those earrings. And then they were like, five hundred dollars. And I'm like, oh, fuck okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're all. <laughs> I mean, I was like, whatever I'm treating myself, but like, that's a deal. Like f- not from not knowing this brand 10 minutes earlier to literally whipping out a credit card and spending $500 on earrings that I can literally go and get from like target. And I don't have to pretend they're gold or something. That is how you get people to buy your shit is like, you have, you tell your story, people care. And I talk about like, this whole, you have to be like the whole faceless brand on Amazon. Amazon are faceless brands. No one cares about who you are. They go to Amazon. They're like gold earrings, cheapest two day delivery done. Like they don't care about anything else. But when someone is browsing through social media or like going on Google and trying to find a quality product, um, like that stuff matters. And that's how, yeah, like, it's just, it's so important that you have to differentiate yourself from the faceless Amazon brand to like, a human person with a story and like, oh, I also sell these earrings or jewelry or like shoes. So yeah, it just, it, I love that um, example because I think it was, I just have never had anything happen that strongly to me before. And of course I've bought based on like, oh, I've learned about who you are. I'm going to buy, but that was a great example. And her packaging, I have to just like, I know we're not talking about packaging, but like when I opened up her packaging, I was like, Oh my God, I did like a whole video on the whole like packaging and all the like earrings and jewelry have stories and names and like, sh- what an awesome brand. I mean, that's a yeah. very, very special brand. So
1: Crystalina and a Quinn yes. go check it out. She's yeah. the best. She really, she, uh, she's built an incredible company and it's a luxury brand. And she, it very much turns things on its head of saying like, you don't, like it go ahead and get the cart target gold plated earrings that will then rub off. And then they become mm-hmm. silver or like dingy earrings and, dingy. but they have its purpose. But if you really like her, you are all as women by jewelry. So like it's the, she really is dedicated to like women treating themselves and like, obviously having the, like a partner give a gift or something like that is great, but she really wants to like have that goal in mind or that milestone in mind for a woman treating herself. And so like, what better way to commemorate like a really awesome experience at an in-person event or something like that? Like, that's why I wanted to buy a necklace from Chris Lynn because mm-hmm. one, I wanted to support her, but I also, I wanted a momentum from something major that I just did in my business. And it was like a special piece that was totally a treat yourself thing that now I have a story attached to what I bought from her yeah. because that was one of the biggest things I've ever done in my business. And I wanted to celebrate that for myself.
0: What was, do you remember like the name of the necklace or like the store? Cause each of her pieces have yeah, a story. I
1: have open, yeah. I have the open collection. It's like a long hex.
0: I have to just see what mine is. Mine is like, um, overcoming something scary or something. Is yours like, that? like the living on the, uh, yours the edge. Yes edge, the edge one. yeah yes. yeah I love those yeah so yeah. when I read when I opened the package and read the meeting I was like oh my gosh this is it's it's like the perfect thing for the perfect moment I love mm-hmm. that any other, because I want to talk about po- like pitching. Why do I keep saying podcast? I want to talk about pitching to the media invisibility. <laughs> um, but what other brands do you know that you think do, because I feel like a lot of people are afraid to show up and afraid to show their story and their face and da-da-da-da. Like what other brands do you think do a good job at this? Any of that come to mind? Just curious.
1: Mm. Any of that like come to mind off the top of my head. Mm. Let me think of like, product i'm trying to think of product ones that like now of course i'm like looking around what do i have to buy what do i have to buy
0: uh, know, i'm blinking as well <laughs> you
1: know i'm like yes i do and the second i hang up from this then yes i will let's say every product business has ever worked with for me no i'm kidding um I think oh, Kat I a good does one. a great job of this and uh, like yeah. I think that she could do an even better job of this and I am ass all the time about showing up way more on stories mm-hmm. and like bringing out her personality way more but I think that she has a very personality focused brand and so people mm-hmm. resonate with her brand and you know you can spot a Kitty Mail card from a mile away so I think that that has a lot of power when it comes to Um, that for sure. Um, I think that there's this brand called that I, their bracelets, I wear all the time. They're called little word project. Oh, I like the ones I have right now are believe and good vibes. Um, they are like a, a purpose. Um, I think they could do a better job of like, uh, showcasing maybe themselves. It's like a, it's a woman who founded it based on the values that she leads her life. So her story on her website, very good. Do I think they can bring that on social media a little bit more? Yes. Um, but they, they're all like, um, once you feel like, okay, I've like got my good vibes down and I have a friend who is in need of good vibes. Like that's, then I give the good vibes bracelet to her. Mm -hmm. Like, it's about kind of like spreading the little words and like, okay, I have someone that needs some strength in my life right now. So I'm going to give them like my strength bracelet, like. So that story is kind of cool. And so if you take a brand like that, like we all have really great stories about our brands. That's what's so cool because we're small businesses and we have the power to build these stories. So when we have something stories like that, like what I think they could do, like, I think that they could be showcasing those stories. I think they could be getting a customer like submissions of, Hey, I just gave my believe bracelet, like to a friend who just lost their job or something and just really needs to believe in the power of them as they go on to create this side hustle or something like that. Like, I don't know, whatever, like oh. they could get, they could get so many stories to yeah. put faces to their brand to see people just like them, girlfriends that are their ideal customer buying and trading these bracelets. And that would humanize their brand so much. That would make it so relatable, like mm. those things, you know, like you can, I, I, So I guess I'm better at looking at a brand and saying like, okay, how can you do this better? (laughs) So more people need to do that or I need to be more aware of uh, businesses that are, but it is something I'm hugely passionate about because I continue seeing these businesses miss after miss and after miss. And if you're talking about it in a Mm -hmm. PR standpoint, if you're talking about it with pitching, Mm -hmm. if you are like, you can treat pitching exactly like you do your social media. And if you want to just have that catalog social media that doesn't have that personality or you behind as the face, you could do that same thing to your pitch, but it gets really tricky because that pitch people think it has to be more, more buttoned up or more professional than it does. And people think their social media needs to be like professional. And this is the face and this is the storefront of my business. And so I don't need to, like, I, they're there to buy my product, not buy me. Mm-hmm. I think the opposite's true. Pitches is the same. I need to pitch what I am fancy at. I need to pitch and sell myself as a credible source, as a credible expert. I need to sell my product to be perfect for this gift guide. And here's all the reasons why it's perfect for that gift guide. But then you're not missing that that personality piece and that connection piece uh, that comes across as humanizing. Those are the pitches that often get no's because they're all about like your stuff They're not about that person's audience. They're not about how your product and your story relates to their audience. So why would they have any reason to buy that product? It's just all about this like professional, fancy, boring pitch. Mm -hmm. And there's no feeling behind it. And so it's like you're out. Like I like you can't stand apart, apart when you just show up and are like that. And I really feel deeply about that when it comes to our website and our emails and our social media. Like if you're continuing to just have sales emails of your product features,
0: mm-hmm.
1: boring snooze fast. I know like, I don't need to, I, I don't need to open your email until I need to buy something or want to buy something. Like you're not convincing me anymore with that. And so I think that we could talk about pitching. We could talk about all of these tips and how to write it and all the action steps, but people really first need to get comfortable in Showing up, being comfortable, showcasing their personality, and then also like understanding the position and their story and their product create together so they can highlight that product in their pitch and themselves as a business owner in a way that benefits them, but at the core, benefits the publication and the publication's readers because the publication, the podcast, the gift guide, the TV segment, whatever. Their Mm -hmm. only thing they care about number one thing they care about is their audience. That's it. They lose trust with their audience. They're dead in the water. So if you're not actively helping them serve that audience, they don't, they have no need for you whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Okay. So pitching is something that I, it's very, it's like really hard for me. And like, I had my own product-based business. So I used to pitch a little bit to the media. Um, what I did was I did the helperreporter.com And so I got a lot yep. of features from that. Nothing like crazy. Yep. I think my biggest one was like bustle or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but those were easy pitches because mm-hmm. the person was like, Hey, we're looking for a pet brand. So it's mm-hmm. sort of like a fake pitch. What mm-hmm. I had trouble with. In fact, I think the only time I pitched anyone was to the Dodo. Mm-hmm. And do you know the Dodo? No, it's like a huge, sure. it's a pet. Um, I don't, yeah. it's like a pet I don't know like kind of like a I think of like a I don't even know how to describe them but they're huge if you in the pet space and okay. I ended up getting a story and Perfect. that was my biggest backlink for my business but it was the story yeah. wasn't about my business it was about something else that I pitched it does uh, long story short but anyway so that was like my only like proper pitch otherwise it was all like you know people were looking for someone and I pitched my mm-hmm. business but mm-hmm. I find that or I did find when I was with my business it's probably a lot of mindset issues like oh well no one want no one cares about my business and Mm -hmm. back like we can leave that alone but now with my current members and people like that and like that i serve in my membership or courses um i talk about like you have to pitch yourself to gift guides you have to pitch yourself to bloggers youtubers da da -da. and the first thing that i get from people is like okay well one okay well how do i do it Mm -hmm. two um, no one, no one cares. Like no one's going to care about my business. No one's going to care about my product. So like, how do you, how do you handle those objections from people? Like, like, yeah. How do you make someone feel like, okay, you should be pitching yourself, you know, or they're like, okay, well, great. I should pitch myself on a podcast, but like, what kind of podcast? I also feel like people get very, like, they don't really know where to even start looking to do this.
1: Yeah. This is a big mindset with product-based businesses because Product based businesses, and especially like only our leads are laser focused on their product, and they're not seeing the other aspect of like themselves, where they fit, where their story fits, where their journey fits, what they've learned along the way that they could share. Because just because you're going on a podcast to like say you're a candle maker and you're like, well, I can't like sell my product on a podcast because there's no one looking like there's, they can't see the packaging. They can't smell the candle. Like that's not, that's not the forum for me, but the story behind building that specific product, the, the story behind you and how you create these scents based on something from like your youth or something like that, or, okay, I have learned through my business that Uh, going backwards. And uh, like, let's say it was a mind thing, a mindset thing that you learned, or let's say that utilizing in person events to showcase your product at markets or something like that. So I sold my candle business because I started showing up at all of these markets. And I started building a fan base in my local community that would then go off and share on social media. And then people would start gravitating towards like, but that they lived in different states, so they couldn't go to my market. So then they wanted to do the traffic. Like that is something that they're like, okay, well, I'm going to go on this podcast and talk about the importance of in-person markets. I'm not really talking like, I'm not selling my candles and talking about all the features of my candle on that podcast, but I'm talking and I'm sharing something that helped me and my success building my business. And I'm going to share that with that audience, some tips in a very relatable, relevant way because they also want more sales and they're also a product based business. And so they can see that in me. And so I'm going to go on this podcast and I'm going to share about my success at in-person events, give them some takeaways. And in turn, they're going to build some trust with me and maybe they'll buy my candle. So like, it doesn't have to be podcast means I sell the thing that I'm exactly talking about. It doesn't have to be that. Like there's so many different podcasts and so many different shows and so many Instagram lives that you can do or collaborations that you can do that are not like, here's my friend Dale. Here I am (laughs) with my candle. Like it doesn't have to be QVC. Like it can totally be this story that you share and your journey to become a product-based business, how you even started designing candles. Like that could be the journey. And so I think that product-based businesses are the, the single mind, the most single-minded like businesses, because they are so stuck in all the nitty gritty garbage that has to do with being a product-based business. And then there, I've had, I've been a product-based business. I understand your life. I run an event for you. I understand your life. One hundo, but you are not looking beyond that to seeing all of the freaking amazing things that you've gathered along the way in your journey to creating that one product that you could totally serve. And just because you don't want to be a coach or a service provider, or sell some sort of resource around that doesn't mean that talking about those things doesn't directly impact the growth of your business and the growth of your candle line or your skincare line or whatever it is that you're deciding to sell because you're still starting to have brand awareness you're having a like you're making a name for yourself you're understanding the people you're introducing yourself to people you're getting in front of new audiences that who doesn't want to buy a candle like yeah let's i just really loved learning about Dale on that podcast and like Dale's story was freaking awesome i want to go check out Dale like that's how that works And so I think that people need to have a way more open mind when it comes to how can I use this free strategy for my business to actually grow it. So one for product-based businesses, obviously, duh, ha 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 gift guides. Like that's the easiest one. That's the lowest hanging fruit. There's gift guides aplenty. Everybody and their brother has a gift guide. Gift guides are crucial for SEO because SEO really feeds from those link backs like Carrie talked about with a dodo. She had a big link back. What does that mean for somebody that heard that and was thinking, oh, I don't fucking know what that means. So a link back is when somebody links your website on their website. So let's say that I did a gift guide on Allison and I was linking to Chris Lynn and Dale. And those were my two favorite products of the season. And so I was giving Krystalyn a a link to her necklace. I was giving Dale a link to his website. Those links send traffic to their sites. That's called a link back. And so that Google like, ooh, people are mentioning them. People are linking them. They're credible. So they're going to give some extra Google juice to those websites and send some more traffic because they're showing up as a credible like. Layer in the game. And so the more of those you can get to your website, the better. That's why I don't really turn down a lot of requests to be guest bloggers or to link to my box. Like, Hey, I have this post. Can I link to your blog? Yes, please. Like, yes, thank you. you that. Like, Thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, And that's why roundups are really great. Buzzfeed roundups and uh, like product roundups for any publication, like, and getting in front of them in that capacity is a really, really great way to continue to grow that and have that SEO power behind you. Is it going to directly grow your social following? No, but your Google following and your Google ranking is a hell of a lot more important than your social ranking. Like, because when someone's searching subscription box for pets, Carrie wanted to show up. Like that was her goal was I want to show up over Barkbox, chewy, whatever garbage things those were, you know, like we wanted Dapper have Yeah. So I wanted the same thing when it came with holiday ki- craft kits or craft kits for kids. I wanted memories and moments unwrapped to be like the number one thing. So I tried to get that sucker into every single list, roundup product, whatever I'll write a blog for you about a Halloween craft, And then you're going to link my sales page to boxes like at the bottom of that, boom, baby, done. Um, And so, but how do we find those people? That's the second question. How do we find those people to pitch? How do we get in front of them? How do we meet them? How is it not like scammy and gross? The first place, I don't consider them cheater pitches. I think Harrow is an incredible resource for people that are just dipping their toe into this because it teaches yeah. you how to pitch because it works that muscle so much and it forces you to write a pitch very quickly because the deadlines yeah. are very fast. And so HARO, H A R O, Help a Reporter Out, just google it, it'll be the first thing that pops up and you're going to register as a source. It is free and then you're going to click the the topics that apply to you, most likely everyone listening will be lifestyle in general. And but there's also like business and travel and different things like that. And then there's also a gift section for like gift bags or swag or anything like that, if that's something that you are interested in doing moving forward. So then you're going to start getting these emails. And right now, specifically, they're going to be a ton of gift guide emails because that's what people are working on right now. And so the cool thing about Harrow is someone's asking for the thing you have. And so you get to say, I got it. And then Mm -hmm. you get to get that link back. And that's really, really big for product, especially those link backs in that SEO is really, really crucial for a product-based business. And so especially a small product-based businesses. Like that, that is something that can massively set you apart in terms of traffic. And the more traffic you get, the more conversion you you get. Like that's just math. And so, and then Carrie can help you with all the website conversions and everything like that to get that conversion rate up. But let's (laughs) say you have a hundred people coming to your website at two percent, then you're gonna get, you know, 20 sales. But if you have the the a thousand people coming to your website at 2%, like that's what you are like I take that Mm -hmm. one so even if you don't even do anything to your conversion rate the amount of traffic that comes in will do that for you and then if you get more traffic and you boost your conversion rate like hey we're in business like that's really really great and that's ideal for us in what it is that we're doing so Finding those places is Harrow's the perfect place to start right now, just to get your feet wet. Like just start pitching. Don't Mm. send product to anyone weird. That will be my disclaimer. Susie 812 on Facebook page with a million followers. She's not getting a candle. Like no, (laughs) no, no. Because she's a whole bot following that's not going to buy Jack shit. So do not send anything, unless it is a credible editor at a place you recognize, like women's health wants to buy your, like, or wants to try Mm -hmm. your serum. She gets to try your serum, but yeah, yeah. Susie H. Sorry, girl. Like (laughs) I have to buy it. Like everyone else opt into my website, get that 10% coupon and free shipping and you're in, let me know what you think. So be mindful when it comes to who it is that you're going to be sending this product to you really shouldn't have to send a lot of product to people to get featured in gift guides um, so that will be my first place to start and then just start thinking about brands that are in alignment with your ideal customer so like if you are skincare then women's health or any sort of beauty blog or any sort of tiktoker that has a really great following when it comes to beauty like could you potentially collaborate? Could you reach out? Like for you that are listening for the smaller side product-based businesses, going for a macro influencer is not your jam. Like that's not in alignment to you. You guys do not have thousands and thousands of dollars to have Michaela on TikTok, like review your eyeshadow. Like we're not going for that. Like, but you do have uh, maybe some product to trade Or maybe a couple hundred dollars or something like that for a micro influencer. And that would be much more beneficial. I don't pay for any PR, but I understand the game when it comes to influencer marketing. That's a whole other podcast topic. But first try to see who you can collaborate. Can you approach an influencer to do a gift guide for multiple small shops? So do you have people in your network that you can say like, hey, we, I have a girlfriend who's like natural, uh, beauty, natural skincare, like gut health pills and like yoga. <laughs> we got your gifts for the wellness people <laughs> in your life. Like, and so like, would you be willing to, if we even like wrote the gift guide for you, is that something that you would be willing to post? Is that something that you would be willing? Like we have an affiliate program, like you so
0: really good idea
1: keep in mind also like
0: thank you so much for joining me today if you love this episode please go ahead and leave a review on apple Podcasts, and then take a screenshot and share it on your instagram stories tag me in it at Carrie a fitzgerald my name is in the show notes thank you so much and i'll see you guys next week